Professional, your weekly legal podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 176, and welcome back to the front porch. Hope you're doing well wherever you are, whatever time of day it is currently here in Phoenix. It is the morning time. And you can hear the birds all around, the wind's blowing. It's really, really kind of cool this morning. And uh, I had an awesome morning this morning. I got to go for a walk with my boys. So we've decided over the summer, my son came back last week from college. And so we decided, you know what? Let's, what if we just started uh, creating a space for us to just be together? And so they know I love to walk. And so this morning, we went kind of for my four or five mile loop and it was awesome. Just talked life and, and joked around and made fun of each other. And it was just an awesome opportunity to, to be outside and be with them. And so it was great. It was such a good, such a good morning and such a good time to be with them. And I, and I just kept thinking like, there's nothing more important in the world than this right now. Like I've got meetings today. I got all this craziness that I'm going after. I got this event that's coming up next week. Like all these details that need to get done and executed on. And I just couldn't help but think like, there's just nothing more important in the world than just being in this moment with these boys right now. Um, and I, I'm not sure I've ever, I'm not sure I've really thought that way for most of my life. It, it seemed that most everything else was important. So here's what I want to encourage you as I'm kind of challenging myself and even this morning being challenged, like relationships are everything. Like we were built for relationship and we will live in relationship for all of eternity. Those of us who profess Jesus as Lord and Savior, relationship is is why Jesus came and died and rose again, so that we could would be made right with God. And so that rightness is so important. It's a part of who we are. It's a part of what we were designed to do and be in this world. And so when we do relationship well with those around us, with those that are loved ones, um, it glorifies God. It is something of heaven on earth. And so that's what I think I was experiencing this morning, going for the walk with the with the kids of just realizing, like, this is like heaven on earth. Like, this whole reality will continue on into eternity. And that was kind of one of those really cool, wow, thank you, God kind of moments. So maybe go for a walk with somebody. Maybe just grab a lunch or coffee. No agenda. Just be together. Laugh together. And realize that in that moment, you are experiencing heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. It's a really cool thing. So uh, thanks to all of you who continue to listen, whether this is your first time listening or if you've been listening for a long time. Uh, just love that you're here. Love that we're learning together, growing together, uh, comprehending to the best of our ability all of what God is trying to say to us. And I love that scripture just speaks to everyone with where they're at, wherever you're at. And so um, I hope that that's been the case for you. I hope you've just been able to, uh, as you've been going through these podcasts and listening to these passages, being able to have it intersect with wherever you are in your life. Uh, right now, I know it's doing that for me. So thank you for listening. And thank you for those of you who continue to give on Patreon. Really, really appreciate it. Um, that's uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. Thank you, thank you, thank you for those of you who continue to support the podcast. All right, our passage for today, Psalms 119, verse 20. My soul is consumed with longing for your rules at all times. My soul is consumed with longing for your rules at all times. I started 
as I was thinking through that passage and I was thinking about a story or, or an illustration that was around this instantly. I mean, instantly what popped in my head is I was transported to India and I'm transported to these like, you know, the first day we get off the airplane and we jump in the bus or the van or whatever that, that Harvest India picks us up in. And that first hour, the drive on the road is one of my favorite things as I take groups to India. India has, it does have rules, but they are in complete conflict with everything that we hold near and dear here in the United States of America. Safety, it does not feel safe. Everybody feel it, feel, it feels like a, uh, a prolonged game of chicken. <laughs> like cars going at 80 miles an hour just uh, facing off and then one would veer off and you know, you're almost hitting people, you're almost knocking people over on, uh, on motorcycles. You're going through intersections, they have no lights, there is no lights. And so you're just blowing through and you know, who's got the, and, and it's, it's like watching people just gasp watching them like grab their chair, watching them go, oh, you know, like make all these really weird noise. And I love watching it because what I see is being brought into conflict is they are so used to the rules of the road. They're so used to, you know, our neat and orderly way in which we drive here uh, for the most part. Maybe some of you are not that way, but for the most part, we have stop signs, we have indications, we have rules, we have lines, right? We have dotted lines that tell you, no, you can pass here or solid lines that say, no, don't, don't pass here, right? There are rules and regulations. There's police officers who will pull you over if you go too fast. That doesn't exist in India. It's just like, it feels like a free for all, but watching people just fall apart and honestly, a lot of them get angry. Like they're angry. They feel like this is cruel. This is mean. They're trying to show off. They're trying to hurt people. And the reality is it's just a different set of rules that we're not, that they're, that we as Americans aren't used to. And it kind of sends us into a tailspin. We feel unsafe. We don't feel like this is wise. And we want to get out of the car as, as quickly as we can. This is what David is trying to help us understand in this passage. And I think this passage is so important and it needs to be unpacked. And so it deeply impacted me. And so I thought we would walk through that together. But I was thinking about, you know, as a youth pastor for almost a decade or for over a decade, actually, and uh, I got to see kind of the best and the worst of parenting. I mean, that's what happens when, you know, over a decade, I saw thousands and thousands of kids come through, you know, and I would watch these kids whose parents would allow them to do whatever they wanted to do. And what I, what I observed was they just ended up hurting people and they start, and they would destroy things, you know? And so it was almost like they, they were like these like, uh, unbridled beings. Like they just didn't know how to operate. They didn't know how to treat people kindly, you know, because they hadn't been given that structure, you know, and as a pseudo parent, you know, I was their youth pastor. And so while they were with me, I was kind of a pseudo parent. I would bring discipline and structure, right? And, it, and at first, they resisted it. You can't tell me that. You can't do that. But over a consistent period of time, they would thrive in it. And it was almost as if they looked at me and said, thank you, thank you. Like, I needed this. But I didn't know that I needed this, right? I could feel it. I could feel that this is probably isn't the best thing for me. And I, I'm probably hurting people, but I didn't know any other way. I haven't been taught it. 
I've never retained it. I've never seen the benefits of what it means to be in a system of rules that are helping guide me in the way of life. This is what David is trying to help us understand. And I, I, as you know, if you listen to this podcast, I kind of try to get in the head uh, of, of, of the people who are writing these things. So, But I, I was just imagining like, like I'm, I'm imagining that, that I'm sitting with David, right? And David is a man after God's own heart. And I imagine him asking him, and maybe you would imagine this too. Like I imagine sitting with him and I'm imagining like, so how do you, how do you stay connected with God in his will, you know, David, in your life? Like, how do you do that? Like, teach me. I want to know. Right. And um, he says this, you can kind of see him kind of calmly take a breath, relax into his chair. And he responds, my soul is consumed with longing for God's rules at all times. Right? And now there's something inside of us and there's something inside of me and maybe inside of you that wants to resist it. They're like, nah, 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 nah. I, nah, I don't want to do that. Or that can't be what it is. So often as we approach the scriptures and, and the, the ways of, of God, it, it, it feels like a spiritual straitjacket for so many of us. Like we just like, no, this feels awful. We feel like we feel many times as if God is trying to micromanage our lives, right? And internally and externally, we rebel, convincing ourselves that God is overbearing. He's like this overbearing parent, right? And and it's opposed to our plans and our desires. He's kind of trying to squash everything that's awesome, right? And how does he know? And he doesn't really get it, and right? And that's how a lot of times we resist the, the rules of God. That's as we approach the Bible. Many of us are like, I like that passage. I don't like that one. And it's like, he's like, no, no, no. It's all for you. It's all out of love. And, and, I, and I sometimes think about a scenario um, where I'm God. Right? That's kind of a scary thought, right? You guys are like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but I sometimes think about that. Like, if I was God, you know, how would I do this or whatever? And I, and I, as I've been processing that, I cannot imagine a day where I would give my creation free will. Like, it's just way too much work right? It's too much fighting, too much, too many opinions on their end, right? Too many, they go away and then they want to come back. You know, I would just want my creation to kind of shut up, just shut up and do what I tell you to do. And then they just kind of like robots walk around and they do what I want. I'm like, wow, this is an orderly world. This is how it should be. You know, think about that. I mean, just think about that for a minute. God created you and me with a free will. As a part of that creation, he breathed this gift of free will into us right along with our mind and our emotion, our souls. And as children, being born in a broken and sinful world, we develop an urge to resist the order that will bring us life and submit and submit our own wills, but it's not good for us. It will destroy us. Like we have these, our own desires, our own wills, and, and we keep resisting it. We keep challenging it, but it, it's going to destroy us. But God loves you and he loves me so much that he brought an ethical structure to this chaos. He said, no, 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 this is too much for you. You can't handle it. And in this structure, these rules, right, there is life and wholeness, there is a care for yourself and for others. 
there is worship of the one true God and rejection of everything else that will eventually destroy us, right? I create boundaries and rules in, in, in our home. I do it because I love my kids, because I have experienced the freedoms of life and I have run outside those boundaries, right? And I know full well the consequences, the pain and the hurt of doing that. So in love, in love, I give rules. And those rules are guardrails to living a full life for my kids. This is why David is saying his soul is consumed with longing, just longing for the rules of God. Because sin separates us from the fullness of all that God has for us in this life. It separates us. It separates us from, from the presence and the spirit of God. Right? And David knows the hurt and the pain when this has happened to him in the past as a result of doing what he wanted to do. So now, as an older man who has found the delight of the Lord and the rules of the Lord, he is obsessed with it. He is obsessed with it because it's where he experiences the presence, the presence of God. And I think about it this way, like in, in reflection to this passage. Like Jesus submitted to the rules that the Father had given to him to die. Right? I, I just think like this is the, what's happening in the Garden of Gethsemane is this, take this away from me. I don't want to do this. But he submits to it and he dies. So not only that he would die, but that he could raise again. But not just that he would raise again, but all of us with him. That same action can be done in and through you if, if you become obsessed with the ways of God. If we finally submit to God's will for God's glory, this is what we can, we get to experience resurrection life in all that we do. And this is why David's like, I want more of that. I'm obsessed with it. My soul's obsessed with it because I get, I want more of that, more of his spirit, more of his presence as I submit to his rules in, in my life. Because when we submit to the ways of God, we experience the glory of God. So the question I have is this, what rules, rules of God, are you resisting right now? What rules are you resisting from God right now? And what I would say to you is stop, repent, and turn and you will find that life and life to the full so heavenly father we resist this so often thank you for your grace and mercy who calls us back reminds us who we are and whose we are so take a breath reflect and believe that